Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNBR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today uh, we're going to talk about an ESPN article that came out this morning. It's not about the coronavirus. It's about uh, actual football and things that happen on the field. And I thought that it'd be kind of fun to run through some of what was said in that story by ESPN from uh, David M. Hale, who I do not know well, but... uh, It's good stuff, it's interesting stuff, and that's what we're going to spend most of the show doing today. But first, I want to tell you guys more about Manscaped. Manscaped is an incredible company that does incredible work for men. They want to take care of the uglier parts of male grooming. Um, How to get rid of body hair, get rid of odors, make sure that you're taking care of your skin the way it deserves to be taken care of, even in places that you rarely hear people marketing skin products for. Uh, It's such important work that they do, and you can support us by supporting them. Go to manscaped.com, check out the Perfect Package 3.0. It's the best way to get into Manscaped products, Um, but there's some other fun stuff up there that I'm trying to try as well, and hopefully you guys see some stuff that you like. Uh, If you do and you do want to buy some Manscaped products, use the code DMVR20 and save 20% off of your entire order and get yourself free shipping. It's a great deal. Again, that's manscaped.com. Code DNVR20. Okay, so this story was, uh, it's it's called Position U 2.0, which schools produce the most college football talent at each position. So this is kind of like geared toward the NFL where you can find value where, like, you know, which school produces the best receivers um, and that sort of thing. Um and let's just kind of jump in at the top. Uh, I should say that uh, Colorado did not make it onto this list. Um, at any position, they weren't in the top 10 in terms of producing NFL talent. Um, but I kind of want to talk about what positions they could use to get into this story. Maybe not next year, but in the next few years. So, starting at the top, quarterback you. Um, number one, Oklahoma makes a lot of sense if you think about the teams that they have had recently. You know, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, uh, Baker Mayfield, all sorts of guys who came through there. Um, I kind of want to focus on the uh, the Pac-12 schools just because that's a lot more relevant to this particular podcast. Um And there were two that made the list at quarterback, which kind of surprised me because you don't think of, 
Well, actually, you know, this is a weird thing because you do think of the Pac-12 as a place that quarterbacks come from. So many great quarterbacks coming out of California, staying at USC, staying at uh, UCLA, uh, all of these local schools, Cal, um, Stanford has had a, a couple of good quarterbacks. I'm trying to think of one who's actually been successful in the NFL, and that's tougher. But you do kind of think of this as a quarterback-heavy region, but recently you don't think of it as producing all that many. Um, but two, like I said, make the list. In number two, USC, and number three, Oregon. Uh, here's what they wrote. Notable. USC fell from the number one spot in last year's rankings in the Big Climbers, Louisville, um anything else in there no that's about it um also they said that cal is kind of under the radar here obviously with aaron Rodgers, jared goff um but nobody all that recent um yeah let's move along running back you this is one where i think colorado could take a pretty big step um right now only one Pac-12 school on the list number eight Oregon uh, I should say number one Bama that makes sense they have three NFL backs on that roster every year and then number two though Wisconsin um, which again also makes sense uh kind of move quickly through just these lists um wide receivers number one USC makes a lot of sense again Michael Pittman Jr uh juju smith schuster nelson aguilar marquise lee robert woods Dwayne jarrett that's a nice list plus they have plenty more coming in guys like uh, amonra st brown uh, tyler vons and a whole bunch of guys who we don't even know because they're buried on that depth chart but they're four stars five stars who are just kind of waiting their turn um rounding out the top three oklahoma lsu um and i should say they have a best outside the power five for each of these positions just because I think, I mean, it's not, they aren't just exclusive to power five, the list, but you typically see more consistent talent come through those power five programs. Um, the non-power five school that's listed here, though, is Colorado State, which makes sense. Um, their claim to wide receiver you, though, that's not real. That's really not real, especially when you look at, like, you know, LSU with OBJ and Jarvis Landry. We don't need to go down that anti-CSU road, but it's very available in that conversation. Um, tight end you. Number three, Stanford. Uh, number nine, UCLA. Number 10, Arizona State. Uh, some representation there in a position where you don't necessarily think of the Pac-12 as tight end country. You know, you think more of like the Big Ten, maybe the Big 12 um, type schools uh, not much written about them either offensive line um, number one Bama number two Wisconsin and then uh, with Pac-12 representation you get USC at number six and that's it uh, I just want to fly through here there's defensive line uh, number one Florida State number two Bama and then USC again the only representation at number eight uh, linebackers Georgia, number one. Alabama, number two. USC, number four. And again, that's it for the Pac-12. Defensive backs. Number one, Ohio State. Number two, LSU. Number 10, USC. That's it for the Pac-12. Uh, and then is there anything else? No. They don't try to do special teams or anything. So, yeah. I, I did just want to run through that quickly before we get into the more interesting part of talking about that list. 
Um, and obviously, like the key takeaway here is that USC is showing up everywhere. And it's kind of crazy that they haven't been more successful recently considering the amount of talent that they consistently have. Like you can look at the recruiting rankings if you're into that kind of stuff and see like, oh, wow, four stars, five stars all over that roster. You can look at NFL success and find that basically every position they're creating NFL players. The weird thing, though, is that for some reason, the coaches that they've had haven't been able to turn that into success on the field. Um, and even that's kind of weird to say. It's almost just like the inconsistency is the problem. Um, they, they can't get through a season with 10 wins, 11 wins. They have to be blowing games in there. Um, but that's kind of beside the point. The point is Colorado didn't make it onto any of these lists. In fact, didn't even like get mentioned anywhere. Didn't even get to say like, oh, these DBs, you know, there are a couple from Colorado. Um, but I kind of want to transition now into where Colorado could wind up on this list. Um, and they have some options. They have some opportunities, I guess. Um, you, you look at the NFL guys from Colorado who've been successful. Uh, Philip Lindsay at running back. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, I would expect to be, um, you know, a, a good player here pretty quickly that'll get Colorado in that receiver's conversation, which is, you know, the conversation that they really could get into here soon. Um, you, you look at guys like David Bakhtiari, um, guys like Nate Solder, and sure, Solder's fallen off, and now there's like this whole thing against him in the NFL, but... There is some offensive line talent that you could build upon, some history there too. Same thing with the history at running back as well. So you have like kind of that long-term stuff to build off of at those positions. But then when you look forward, particularly at running back, you know you already have Philip Lindsay in the NFL, so you have one. If you can add a, a Nashad Clayton who turns into a, a real good NFL player, um, and Alex Fontenot who can make the leap and become part of like a backfield by committee, I think is probably something that he's capable of. Then all of a sudden you could have the running backs in there. Then maybe if Jaron Mangum pans out, then you're really looking at cracking that running back list. Um, and again, when you look at the list for running backs, um, you get down to it. Number nine, Georgia. That's a tough list to crack. Um, just because, you know, they have Nick Chubb. They have uh, Sony Michelle, Todd Gurley, DeAndre Swift. Um, I think that's most of them who are still relevant right now. But again, like for Colorado to make it onto this list, they've got to pass a team like Georgia that has, I mean, Todd Gurley, who was dominant at one point and is still around. Nick Chubb, who looks to be on like a Pro Bowl path. Sony Michelle, who could be in that conversation. DeAndre Swift, who was a very early second round draft pick. So even though Colorado has a lot of talent at running back, there are a lot of schools that have had that talent and it's going to be tough to kind of pass them up. Um, you, you look at receivers. Um, again, you already have Visca in the NFL. You have like Tony Brown competing for a shot. You never know if a guy like, uh, oh, who's, who's getting all the, uh, is Bryce Bobo who's tearing up, um, Patriots camp, according to all the reporters up there. So, so maybe you do have a couple of options. You need, you need a couple of those guys to really pan out the NFL level. And then you really need to have, you know, Daniel Arias turn to what we think he can be. Brendan Rice turn to what we think he can be. Um, who knows? Maybe Vontae Chenault, Jalen Jackson. Some of these guys start to show that they can make that leap as well. Katie Nixon becomes a, 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 an explosive 
option as a playmaker in the NFL. He's able to figure out that game that has become so important to uh, the NFL. Colorado's done a great job of getting guys who are like, you know, honestly in KD's position, where it is uh, a seventh-round pick if they're able to sneak their way in the draft. And a lot, a lot of those guys, you know, Bryce Bobo, Shea Fields, um, that whole group have fallen in there but just haven't been able to get into the draft, haven't been able to get things to work out in the NFL. Um, and to get into that top ten, I mean, right now it's Clemson that's right there with guys like, you know, Sammy Watkins, Mike Williams, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, T. Higgins is entering the league. Um, Hunter Renfro is underrated in my opinion. Um, and, and so to get past a team like Clemson, you really do need to have that depth, but you need the star power. And I think that you might have the star power in Visca. I think you need that out of like maybe Brendan Rice or Daniel Arias with a bunch of these other guys kind of finding roles. Again, receiver kind of a tough group to crack. Where I actually think Colorado could make the list is uh, with the tight end position, which is kind of crazy because they don't have one in the league right now. But Brady Russell, I think, I think that the way that the NFL is moving, where you have a bunch of guys filling a bunch of different roles offensively, you could see a guy like Brady Russell find a fit in the NFL. You know, you're projecting for sure. You need him to have a big year or two on his way out the door. But I think that he is in position to do that kind of thing. And then with guys like Luke Stilwell, with with Eric Olson coming into the program, with uh, Foria, they, they have some young talent coming in, as well as a really good tight ends coach. And so maybe you could see them sneak onto a list that, in my opinion, isn't as deep. Uh, Arizona's in the or Arizona State, sorry, is the number ten team, and they honestly don't have much to say. I mean, I they have some guys from the past who uh, you like could say makes them tight end you worthy. You know, Todd Heap, Zach Miller, but as of right now, I mean. I had to double check. They only have one tight end in the NFL right now, Tommy Hudson with the Tennessee Titans. Like, that's something that can be overtaken. And, you know, even Colorado does have the history, if you look back, too, with guys like Daniel Graham, um, the older Foria. I I mean, this does seem like an opportunity, especially because Colorado is investing in tight ends. This might be like where they're most likely to crack into a list like this. You know, if you want to like look at number nine, um, UCLA, you know, I, I still don't get why they're on the list. I mean, Mercedes Lewis is in the NFL right now and playing. And I just like, I guess they got Devin, the CSEs drafted in the third round that, Caleb Wilson drafted in the seventh round last year. Thomas Duarte in 2016. Like, this is a list that, honestly, any team could get into, and I think Colorado's in decent position. If, if they if they wanted to make the tight end position their identity, which I think would be a great thing for that program, I, I just don't see... There's, it surprises me that these teams made the list here. Um yeah, I, I just don't get it. If I'm being honest, I just don't get it. You know, offensive line, they could have a shot. 
already having uh, Bakhtiari in the NFL and successful having Nate Solder in the NFL who was like successful for a stretch. I mean, that in my mind puts them pretty even to the number 10 team, which is Florida State. You know, just running through their draft picks, 2018, they had Rick Leonard. Don't know much about him. Roderick Johnson, 2017, don't know much about him. Cam Irving, he's a good football player. That was 2015. Uh, I know Menelik Watson, we've got to be coming up on that. Brian Stork with the Patriots, he's seen some time. Uh, Met Menelik Watson, there he is, 2013 in the second round. But he's been like up and down. I mean, oh, Rodney Hudson, 2011, there we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just about it recently um so yeah i mean that door is wide open if you get a guy like will sherman onto the nfl who has success you know arlington hambright is already in the nfl if he has some success then all of a sudden i think you could have a claim um you know 97 they had walter jones at florida state um maybe there is more potential here than i realized the skill positions are tough but with the offensive linemen I think Colorado probably could find their way in. Um, yeah, defensive line, again, that's a really tough list to crack. Uh, so many of these, I mean, I mean, it's because the SEC and the Big Ten typically have some really good offense, or, or sorry, defensive linemen, um, good pass rushers. I don't think, uh, I don't think Colorado has much of a claim. I'm trying to think back. No, I don't think there are any defensive linemen in the NFL. Um, if you want to go back, like, historically, obviously you can go back to guys like Alfred Williams, and you have some options. And that see, like, that's a good thing for Colorado in any of these arguments is you can go all the way back, like, to the 90s. It's just finding positions where you can get there with, like, a decent string of good players. And that that whole path, that lineage all the way back to the 90s, I don't think you really see it at any position. On the Colorado roster, um, they haven't been consistently good anywhere. Um, but because they have that history, you have some opportunities now if you do have some depth, if you do have three or four guys who can get drafted over the course of five years, six years, then you can start to make some of these claims at some of these positions like offensive line, tight end. Defensive line's a lot tougher, though. Um, linebackers... I don't think there's much of a shot. I mean, you have Nate, but you really need a couple more guys after Nate um, to step up and play. I guess oh, you, you had Davion, too. So I guess Davion, if Davion plays well, you get Nate in, then maybe you only need a couple more. Um, right now it's what? Florida's number 10 as linebacker U. They've got John Bostick, so, I mean, with John Bostick, you, you could expect Nate to, to fill that role. I mean, I don't know about expect. Like, you can't just expect NFL success, but you could totally see Nate being that level of player. Um, this year, Jonathan Greenard, um, I did like him. Um, Alex Anzalone. Alex Anzalone, I'm not sure how you say that, actually. Um, Gerard Davis with the Lions. Yeah, I mean, oh, Dante Fowler. So this is quite a bit, especially with this just being the last like 6 years. So that they would that would take some work to get into the top 10 for linebackers. Um Brandon Spikes. Huh, I actually didn't know that. Okay. Well, uh yeah, so not linebackers, but then there is one more 
option. And obviously that's the secondary. And that's going to be tough. You know, Colorado does have like a good history of defensive backs. But again, it's just a stacked position. You know, you can have like Jimmy Smith and Cheeto and uh, Tedrick Thompson still in the NFL. And, uh, oh, I know there's more. I mean, Ken Crawley's still around. Um, I said, I'm sure I said Cheeto. Um, Akella Witherspoon. Um, yeah. See, I, these are the ones I get really worried about. I really don't want to be missing buffs. But uh, USC is, I think I said that already too, number 10. Um, you know, recently not as much talent as you would probably expect. You know, like guys like Dory Jackson didn't pan out. Um, with LA and California kind of being the hotbed for defensive back talent, Looking at this list, I definitely expected more from them, especially because a lot of these guys just didn't pan out. You know, like Iman Marshall, Marvel Tell, like mid-round picks who I guess it's probably too early to just totally write them off, but they've disappointed so far. Uh, Adoree Jackson, you know. Um, Kavon Seymour, I don't know him. Josh Shaw, TJ McDonald, Sharice Wright. Taylor Mays, uh, Kevin Thomas. I mean, that's all the way back to 2010, and there just isn't a whole lot there, honestly. It kind of surprises me now that I look at this list. I definitely expected so much more, especially considering, like like I said, that is historically a DBU, and I guess that's probably why they made this list, You know, having guys like Ronnie Lott go through there. Um, you know, I think we were talking about USC earlier. I think that you could probably attribute... You know what? How is this? How is this list of defensive backs ahead of Colorado? That's actually wrong. I guess. Oh, Sua Cravens. They had listed as a linebacker. Um, not so sure about that. But also, he didn't pan out anyway. So does it really matter? It's kind of crazy to me that Colorado couldn't make this list. I mean, at least you have Jimmy Smith, and I mean, in this decade, I'm not sure who USC would match that with. They don't have anybody who they could match that with. And then beyond him, you at least have like a bunch more starters or rotation pieces, if not starters. Um, I think Colorado defensive backs might have gotten snubbed here, but it's pretty close. It, it is close because this isn't a position where you can say like definitively Colorado deserves to be on this list, I don't think. But even like Isaiah Oliver... Who he's he's another young guy who could be ready to break out, huh? USC may have gotten s- too much love based on like being USC here, but still, I think maybe this door is open just because Colorado has like a base to build off of. They have guys like KJ Trujillo, who I've said I've been really high on, um, coming through the system. Um, Treek Luckett, Chris Miller, um, Mark Perry. Makai Blackman. I think I think any of those guys could turn out to be real NFL players. Um, so I don't know. I, if, I guess if I had to pick one position to bet on Colorado getting there, you know, I feel really good about what Will Sherman's going to do in the NFL. And I think that if if there was like tackle you, then I think that Colorado would make that list because Will Sherman. But because it's all offensive line. Not having many interior guys 
kind of hurts Colorado's case. I think maybe that just means you need Arlington Hambright to pan out. Um, but yeah, I, I think you look there, you look tight end, even though that's mostly projection. But I mean, if you're going to give USC points for what they did 20 years ago, you've got to do that with the buffs too. And at the time, like obviously they were going to national championships and doing that kind of stuff. I guess that was more like 30 years ago, but I don't know. But I'm curious what you guys have to say. Um, I think, Defensive backs, you could definitely see it. I think offensive line tight ends, yeah, that's really where you have to look just because there's so much depth at running back at so many of those other schools. Even though Colorado, you know, Phil is a good first step because he is one of the 20 best running backs in the NFL, maybe even 15 best. Um, I don't know. I'm curious what you guys think, though. Um, before we move along, I, I want to talk about Breckenridge Brewery, one of my favorite partners. Uh, I tried on yesterday's show the pumpkin spice latte, which was, I think, really good. You know, it's definitely not like an overpowering beer. If you're like a big beer person, then maybe it's not going to be your cup of tea if you like like the hops and that kind of stuff. But if you're looking for a pretty mellow beer, then I think that that's one that you got to go with, you know, and it just kind of fits the fall vibe where Strawberry Sky has a bit of sharpness to it. The the pumpkin spiced latte does not. And I'd really recommend you guys try it. Also, there's new Broncos beer, the the Broncos country. Oh, what is it? I think it's like a hoppy pale ale, something like that. I still haven't tried it. The can looks really cool. I'm excited to try it. And uh, I'm going to be at the DMVR bar tonight. So I'm going to have to have a couple of beers. I definitely need to try another one of the uh, pumpkin spice latte uh, beers. Yeah, I think that that's going to be the go-to today. Um, If you guys want to try any of these beers or any of the other beers that Breckenridge Brewery offers, you can go to the Breckenridge Brewery website and use the beer locator to figure out where you can pick up whatever it is you want to try whether it's like the 15 can sampler whether it's the you know you want like a 12 pack of avalanche amber ale then you could just put that in there and it'd tell you where you can go uh it's a great tool and uh definitely hit that up and if you just know you want to try breckenridge beers and you don't want to get on the internet then there are plenty of options you know costco has them um king supers has them um, liquor stores, of course, have them. Uh, and the DMVR bar would be my recommendation. So definitely check those out. Also, check out World Golf Tour. It's the most popular golf game in the world. It's so much fun. It's super realistic, um, including that it can frustrate you. But I don't necessarily want a game that I can pick up and just be good at. I want one that I need to work at. And this is definitely one that I need some work at. Um, you can download the game if you go to dmvrgolf.com. And then you can also join the country club at uh or the dnvr country club there's three of them now you probably won't see any openings except for in dnvr 3.0 but it doesn't matter which one you're in because we are going to be hosting tournaments in all of them that all like they all have one leaderboard that all goes together and it's been a lot of fun i'm pretty uh rough still at that game but it's still fun um there are so many cool courses st andrews beth page black um so many others. Uh, you can play with real equipment from Titleist and Callaway and a whole bunch of those top-end golf brands. And it's a lot of fun. Hopefully you'll join us um, because we are playing weekly tournaments, and it is a lot of fun. So go to dmvrgolf.com and download the app today. 
Okay, time now for the DraftKings pick of the week, and this is going to be a pretty easy one, if I'm being honest. Um, two things I really like today, and hopefully you guys are going to listen to this this afternoon so that you have a chance to get in on the action. Uh, first of all, got to go with uh, my guy, Herman Marquez, to get over four and a half strikeouts. He's been money, and the line has typically been at five and a half strikeouts, so you're getting a little bit of extra value today. Um, so I think you should probably take advantage of that. What I did is parlayed that with Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Indians, who's been putting up so many strikeouts. They had to move his line up. Last time I got it, seven and a half strikeouts. Uh, today it's at eight and a half. He's still going to cover that pretty easily. He covered the seven. Um, I guess what? What do we need? It was at seven and a half, so we needed eight, and he did that in like the fourth inning last time out. Um, no doubt that he's going to do it again. I parlayed the two of those together, got pretty good odds because of it, and uh, that'd be my recommendation. The over on Herman Marquez strikeouts and the over on Shane Bieber strikeouts, and uh, just make yourself some quick cash. A uh, bit of a short show tonight, or today, whoa, um, but I'll be back tomorrow with another one. Uh, there's some more stuff we got to get into, and I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, also, if you guys are playing fantasy football, tune in tonight. I'll probably be around 8.30, typically Tuesdays at 8. We're going to start having the fantasy show. It's live with me and Andre Simone. Um, he's so much fun, um, and we're going to talk a whole bunch of fantasy football, which is also a lot of fun. And we have some... Or, I don't know. Dre does like all the math on this stuff. Like when we talk about bets and stuff, he uh, he'll say like, "Yeah." So s- he showed me a spreadsheet last time I was at the DMVR bar. And it's like, "Yeah." So if you had just taken the underdog in every bubble matchup in the NBA, you would have finished up 16 units and like stuff like that. Like he tracks it in the in a, like a pretty nerdy way. And he does the same thing with fantasy. So that's going to be so much fun. And again, it's live. It's really interactive, and. Uh, it launches tonight after the Nuggets show is over. So with that, I think the Nuggets play at like 4.30. So they're going to be finishing around like 7. And that show is going to be like an hour. And so hopefully maybe we still get to start at 8 tonight, but we might get pushed back a bit. It's going to be a lot of fun, though. So tune in. You can do that on YouTube, on Periscope. Uh, join us. Before we get out of here, I should say that you should download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And when you do, use the code DNVR because you can get some great perks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for the $1 million cash top prize. That's promo code DNVR to get your share of $100 million in prizes. Only at DraftKings. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. That's going to do it for today. I'll be back tomorrow with more uh, Buffs Talk. And I'm excited about it. And I hope you are too. Thanks for listening as always. I'll see you then. I think they like my Colorado See you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we-
every station, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Cause you know we finna hit ya, hit ya, hit ya. Hit ya. Hey, hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it anytime. Yeah. It started at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the last. Yeah. My Colorado swag in the middle of the ring.